Hi, y'all. Welcome back for another episode of Business Unveiled. Today's episode is being brought to you from the Russell. If you haven't checked it out, it's an amazing historic East Nashville church that has been transformed into a one-of-a-kind boutique hotel. The Russell's mission is all about giving back to the Nashville community. And it's amazing because they have this program called Rooms for Rooms, which means each time a guest stays at the Russell, they donate a portion of the stay to local organizations, which means for the homeless, they get like hot meals and showers. And it's just an amazing way to give back. So be sure to check it out at russellnashville.com. Today we're going to talk about a couple incidences where Aja, Amanda, and I just want to say, bless your heart. And I know that is such a Southern thing, but I guess in the North, they would say that this is just a time where people are lazy or rude, but I like to reframe and I always like to be positive. And I do feel like just from my experience in all of these situations that it comes down to communication and mindset. And so we're going to share with you today a couple of the stories that have happened at weddings and events that we have planned and designed and executed over the years. We're kind of going way back. Welcome to Business Unveiled, the podcast designed to help you thrive in the creative community. Here's your host, events and productivity consultant, Angela Profit. Hi, y'all. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Business Unveiled, expert tips and secrets from top creative industry professionals, where we take you behind the scenes of our past experiences in the creative industry and share with you what we have learned from them and how they have made us stronger. This podcast will help you grow a productive and profitable business to launch you into success within the creative industry. Amanda, you want to jump in and talk about a venue that we worked at It's not in Nashville, it's outside of Nashville, but their business model is very much in-house. They allowed us to do something special and do a buyout, but when you're surrounded by negativity and people who don't want to be team players, it can really sour the situation, but you dealt with it more than I did beforehand. Yeah, there was a lot going into that. The couple really loved the venue, and they wouldn't typically allow this, but they have certain venues that, venues, vendors that they like to use, that they have preferred venues. Why do I keep saying venues? Okay, well, let me just back up. Let me just back up and tell you. The reason they have a preferred list is monetarily. Right. So it doesn't mean they're the best or they follow right. the rules. It means they pay them a percentage. Right. Which a lot of venues in Nashville yeah, operate that way. Nasty. Yeah. A lot of venues in Nashville operate that way. And we, um, that's not a process that we like. Um, we like flexible, um, nice to work with companies and venues and people. So what they allowed us to do, which was great for them, was basically do a buyout and so that we could bring in our own vendors. A plus vendors. Yeah. And it was crazy the amount that this couple had to pay, but they really loved the venue. They really wanted to use A plus vendors. And so we did it. Though we did that, they were still very cold to the whole process and not interested in communicating kindly with us. And I remember we were able to come in the day before and set up and they told us that their chandeliers didn't have a motor and they didn't come down and the florist was going to be hanging all of these beautiful little uh, round like vases that these roses were going to be floating in. And they said that we had to bring in a lift. And to bring in the lift, we had to put down, I guess it was plywood, to yeah. make sure it didn't scratch the floor. Well, 
it did end up scratching the floor and because some of the plywood moved while it was coming in and um, in hindsight, we found out that we saw it on Instagram was dropped down there. Like cleaning, two weeks later. They were cleaning them or something like that. And we're like, oh, <laughs> I thought that those didn't have a motor. So like this whole situation where the floor was scratched and we had to bring in a lift and the whole thing could have been avoided if people wanted to play nice, basically. And then on the day of the event, Aja, how do you think it all went? I think it went awesome. <laughs> Of course, we're never involved in uh, you know the planning and the the lead up to as far as the correspondence with the vendors and you know the actual owners. Um, but the day of the event, from my perspective, you know everything went pretty smoothly. I didn't have to deal with um, too much communication with the owners, but I'm sure that Angela, you and Amanda took care of that. Um, so I don't know. It's just funny the different perspectives. That's great. Awesome. But it's because of you, right? <laughs> That's great that you felt that way. And that means that we're all doing our jobs right. Uh, I will say that there were some, I guess, design flaws in the creation of the venue, especially when it comes to additional space for catering. They have a catering kitchen. It's very small. Uh, and the caterers ultimately had to prep everything outside and break down everything outside. And it was kind of a cluster. Uh, so that was something that if they had consulted with a planner, for example, could have been avoided. And also, this particular venue can give a lot of uh, visibility on social media, and we had a client a few years back who is an amazing client, and they reached out wanting to have their daughter's wedding at that venue, and as soon as they found out that they were working with a planner, they were like, oh no, we don't work with planners. And they wouldn't even offer the buyout anymore. <laughs> And they were so rude to this client. It's like, that's not a way to, to gain a client. And there are other venues that have that same business model where they want to do everything in-house, i.e. cookie cutter, but that's okay. I will say it's a very, very profitable business model. My family did it, and my uncle really didn't invite or was not inviting <laughs> new vendors coming in because most of them didn't know what the hell they were doing. But when you have people that know what they're doing, it's just a different level of communication and a different mindset and reframing and working together as a team. And the venues that have been around for a while that had that business model, it doesn't last forever because you can only look at pictures on social media so many times where everything just starts to look the same when you don't customize. And a lot of people, we find they do what's easy and that's fine. It, it's totally fine. We just don't do that. So it's, it's just a different mindset. So the point of the story is honestly, in my head, no matter how much money people have, even when they will pay for whatever they want, it's not always a great experience. And so you really want to consider how you're spending your money and who you're working with and making sure that everyone's a team player. Let's point to that. So we had another incident where we were doing an event and there was one wow factor and it was thousands and thousands of dollars. And it was something that I absolutely loved. It was a chandelier. I mean, everything was beautiful and the family kept over inviting, which happens frequently. And I kept telling them the floor plan is going to be tight for dinner. Everyone will have a seat. And after dinner, we're going to have to move the tables back. But honestly, do y'all feel, I feel like we have to do that a lot. Yeah. It's pretty typical with us. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. We get into these venues and people just over invite. So, but it's like, they forgot. They like forgot. They walked in and they're like, where's the dance floor? And I'm like, did I not say that enough times? Like it's on the timeline and I'm a little confused. Um, and there was a separate area where we could have people, but they wanted everybody in that same room. Um, so just managing expectations. I feel like I want to put like an addendum and have people like initial multiple times that we say that. Um, I'm pretty sure that it is in the contract though that planner has the right to oh, yeah. adjust the floor plan day of. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, you got to do what you got to do. 
And, but I remember this chandelier was supposed to do something really cool and it, it wasn't working and something, there was a flaw with the battery and the company, I mean, we work with them all the time. They brought additional batteries throughout the night. We did hit it with um, stagnant lights. So it's not like you couldn't see it or anything. It just wasn't doing its thing. It was supposed to be like color changing, right? Yeah. And like it was supposed to go like up and down. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, some families would have been like, oh my gosh, it's okay. It's no big deal. Like it, it, shit happens. And then some people it's like, it will not only ruin their night, it will like ruin the next two months of their life and they will ponder, right? Bless their heart. <laughs> right. So it's like, we're going to give you your money back. You know, the company did give them their money back and then they found all kinds of other little things that were wrong. And it's like, she's like, I just, I just don't even understand. Like, this is why we hired you. And I'm like, in my head, let's not even talk about all the stuff that you brought us to do that wasn't on the timeline. That candy bar was crazy. Was the word savage. <clears throat> Those kids were savage. Yeah. Like, so again, making sure that everything is on the timeline and making sure that you handle things with grace. But I just, it's like it, the event's over. Um, your people had a great time. No one knew that the chandelier was supposed to move. Like, again, you're going to get your money back. I'm really sorry. I actually spent my entire night troubleshooting that damn thing. And, um, it's not like we can come up there and take it down in the middle of the party because it doesn't work that way. So even though we try to handle things with a positive mindset and with communication, some clients, will never be return clients and you can't make everybody happy. It's kind of the point to that. Okay. Let's talk about the wind and the, the wind that came out of nowhere <laughs> <laughs> for an Indian wedding that we had. This is a fun story. <laughs> this was, let's see a few years back. I feel like all of these were kind of a while, a while ago. Um, so flashback, um, we were in a large hotel, um, in a, I guess a conference hall room, but we had split the rooms. We we're using them for different purposes and, um, they had just remodeled and it was a beautiful room and we were putting drape up to add to it. And, um, a lot of drape, a lot of drape, very tall drape. Uh, the ceilings, I don't even know how tall they were, but very tall tree. And it was cold. It was in December. And I don't really know where this wind was coming from, but it was coming from two different places. There's the doors in the back of the room open up to like the catering prep area, but that goes to like the a garage. further hallway. <laughs> yeah. And like, it's like a wind tunnel. So that was the first thing. So we're upstairs doing rehearsal dinner, which for an Indian wedding is called a sangeet. And that's what this was. And we walked downstairs, or Angela walks downstairs. She sends me a picture in all of this drape. And it was probably like 25 foot tall ceilings, maybe taller than that. All of it had fallen over and like crumpled into itself because not only the wind coming from the back of the room through the doors, but the air vents, mm -hmm. it was up against the air vents. And we had sandbags on them, or the, the Drake team had sandbags on them. And so I remember we were trying to repair it, and we're all, like, standing there, like, with these drapes that are, like, acting like literal sails. And it was hard. And we ended up having to turn off the air over, or the heat overnight that was blowing through these vents. But those were really, like, the only, you can't, turn off just one side of the vents, you have to turn off the whole room. So for the next day, we had to turn them on, but we made sure that they were anchored differently, more like <laughs> securely. But it was just kind of like, wow, all of this straight fell and wow. Basically. <laughs> well, and even before that, during rehearsal, do you remember? Because there were multiple sides to 
the ceremony and during rehearsals, somebody opened the back door mm-hmm. and it started blowing. Yeah. It started to fall. And I was like, uh, time out. Okay. <laughs> Let's just keep smiling. And, and the bride and groom were so awesome. They were just like, Oh, you guys will fix it. It's no big deal. I'm like, yeah. what is crazy mess? <laughs> yeah. It will. And then that's, so that got fixed. And then, then it all just toppled over. on the other side. I walked in and I'm like, are we being punked? And the drink people were gone by that point and we had to call them. We're like, we, you need to come back Sorry. <laughs> That's like the time that the cake fell. I called Jay and he's like, what's wrong? Anyway, that was before people got there. So he can redo it. All right. Aja, tell us a time that you got turned up and you're like, <laughs> Bless your heart. I don't even know. If y'all could see her face right now. (laughs) (laughs) Mm, What can I say about this? So a moment I wanted to say, bless her heart. Your heart. I don't want to use any pronouns. Um, (laughs) Sorry, dudes. I can definitely say I am very patient. And when it comes to the day of, I think that it requires a lot of patience and you know, just, just foresight and just basically GSD and, um, and confidently say when people get in that way, then, you know, emotions get elevated. That's the best way I can explain that. <laughs> but, um, yes, we were at a rehearsal dinner and, you know, plan just a little tight. And As always. <laughs> to be expected. <laughs> And um, so this particular catering team, they were just very upset, um, just, you know, reframing their perspective, you know, they just wanted the service to be, you know, to match their brand and to be in alignment with their brand and completely understand that. Um, but unfortunately, we were 30 minutes out from guests arriving. And at that point, we did not have time to completely redo a, a floor plan and, you know, move forward. So needless to say, this particular liaison was um, a little bit upset and was very vocal and sharing that not only in front of her team, which is incredibly unprofessional, but in front of our team. So two representatives from our team, myself and another one of our team members. And I wish that Angela and I had been here to witness this, but we were running the rehearsal at yeah, we weren't even there. the ceremony venue. So you didn't witness it, but I love the story. <laughs> and so things that were being said, you know, things like, do they know what they're doing? And I mean, talking about us and our, our team and um, why didn't we do this and why didn't we do that? And we should have done a long table. Um, oh, and by the way, there were five different types of tables from various prop companies. One was from Memphis. So bringing in a mock table to us is, yeah, we'll show you the linens and the flowers and the china flower glassware and the chairs. But bringing all the tables, they're out of their mind. We don't set up the whole floor plan. Uh -uh. (laughs) No. So with that, you know, I mean, just a lot of awful things were being said. And, you know, usually when I'm at an event, I have a very professional demeanor. Customer (laughs) service life. (laughs) Exactly. But uh, I let that down for like 2.5 seconds. And, um, you know, hindsight looking at it, there was just some words exchanged. And, you know, I just nicely, well, not nicely, but in a very helpful <laughs> way, told her that, you know, unfortunately we have 30 minutes until guests arrive. I am hearing your concerns, but I don't care about them right now. I just need you to get your team together and get the stuff placed so we can have it prepared when the guests guest arrive. And you know, there were some other colorful words in there, but um, I think the team who I was working with just shocked, just stood there and just looked at me and then like didn't even say anything, walked back upstairs. And later on that evening, the uh, liaison did come over and apologize for, you know, being unprofessional. I mean, cause definitely like I understand their concerns, but it, it could have been taken care of, you know, if she pulled me to the side or something like that. But it just didn't go down that way and emotions were very high and you know it was really fun when Angel and Amanda got back <laughs> I didn't even tell them our team member told them because I didn't want she to she was like I was so concerned about you and I'd like to 
think, like, I do like that she came and apologized to you because I do like to think that most people um, have good intentions. They don't know how to communicate their concerns in the most respectful and level-headed way. So, you know, tensions do get high and people's emotions do get high. It's just knowing how to communicate what you're trying to say in a respectful and kind way. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, um, after that evening, I was like, oh, goodness, I hope I never see this person again. And I did. Um, <laughs> and the same thing happened. So I have to talk about that in a later show. You know, I just reframing every time we do these events and, you know, people, the way people communicate to you is very telling of their character. But I think it helps us get that much better in, you know, being proactive um, in how we handle things. I just feel so sorry for people who are in this industry who are like not positive. It, it should be a happy industry, but when you're not a happy person, all I can say is like, bless your heart. <laughs> oh, and at that event, like one of our vendors forgot to turn the heaters on. Well, it was Evan Gold. they brought us an empty <clears throat> propane tank. Oh. It wasn't even, and they didn't turn it on, but when I called them and told them the heat's not working, I they placed the propane tank underneath, there's a porch at this venue, they placed it underneath the porch, um, so I felt like a pest control inspector or something like that, like, <laughs> you guys are at this one this was a while ago but this client loved cake and they had six different flavors wow yeah it's <laughs> a lot and they this bride was keith urban's old assistant and she was moving and so she was training a girl but you know she said to me Originally, she was planning her own wedding, and then something fell through with the church, and then she just kind of lost it, and she's like, okay, I need to hire somebody to come in and help me who understands, like, taking care of people is a job, and so she's like, I take care of all these musical people, and, you know, they expect perfection, and it's really hard to find people that love and who are passionate to take care of other people, so I was like, I got you, girl, like, I totally understand, so on the timeline, you know, we tr really try hard to dummy proof and we have gotten to the point where I feel like we have to babysit a lot of stuff. Um, and on this particular night, because it was at a hotel, I didn't really feel like we needed to babysit certain things, but oh my gosh. So I had it on the timeline for the banquet manager to take not one, but two pieces of of each type of like each flavor so that would have been 12 pieces of cake up to their suite and I just assumed they did it and we load out the wedding's over it's two o'clock in the morning and I'm getting a text message that says where's my cake and I'm like shouldn't we shouldn't you be doing something else right now like worrying about your cake but okay and so I, I'm like, look in the refrigerator, and she's like, nope, no cake to be found. I'm like, one moment. So I call the front desk at the hotel. Thank God they're 24-7. And I'm like, can you please go back and see the catering managers, which luckily they were still there. And she got on the phone. She's like, all the cake is gone. They ate every single bit of it. There was no cake left over. I'm like, it, but it was on the timeline, like, for you guys to, to take up. And she was like, I know, I saw it. And we sliced it, and we set it aside. But apparently, the person that was supposed to take the tray up never took the tray up. And so it was gone. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, how am I even going to tell this girl? And so 
I texted her back and I just said, unfortunately, there was some miscommunication. And when you get back from your honeymoon, we will fix this. I'm so sorry. I didn't even know what else to say. And so on that Monday, I had to go meet with the manager who offered to pay for each flavor. So basically for six months, they sent them a 10 inch cake of each flavor. So like if one, one flavor was like kiwi. And so for six months, they got a free cake from the baker and the, the hotel paid for it. Like they felt bad. That sounds like a cake catastrophe. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Wow. <laughs> it really wasn't, but like, damn. I just had to throw that pun in there. <laughs> I did not know. And like the, the catering manager, Glenda, was like, I thought she was going to cry. I'm like, listen, honey, nobody's dead. Like, this, I don't know why they're acting so crazy about cake, but like, they, and I guess she didn't, you know, she's like on, on this crazy diet for like six months. And she's like, that's all I was looking forward to. So just if something's really important to your but client. But did they eat the whole cake? Yeah, all the, I mean, there were like 400 guests, so. Well, no, each cake that was delivered to them for free. Oh, I don't know, I <laughs> guess. A lot of cake. I know. Over six months? I mean, 10 inches? Well, that's only about 10 pieces. If there's. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I was, I was very pleased with how the hotel handled it. And I, I mean, they went above and beyond. Um, and then they were like, we just we've never had a bride be so passionate about her cake. And, you know, I was just like, well, bless her heart. <laughs> she just loves her sugar. Um, so, yeah. Cake catastrophe. Cake Um, So another incident where some of our vendors are so awesome. They let us make changes at the last minute and they take last minute clients and it's like, you know, your emergency is not my emergency. However, sometimes it is. And they forgive us when we come to them last minute. Yeah, they do. And we're like, these clients, like, I just don't know why they wait till the last minute, even though we asked them months ago. And so, um, and this particular client, they, you know, it, it was at another hotel and they kept saying how low maintenance they were and they didn't want to pay for labor. You know, this is a it's like, I'll never do this again, but Amanda and I did, did this one on our own. I don't know what we were thinking or what I was thinking, but, um, we made it. We did. Through a blizzard and everything, a blizzard of like a dusting of snow, but it was still a blizzard. It was a blizzard to everybody in <laughs> Tennessee and Amanda over here being like from Boston. She's like, you people are crazy. Like, like this, this is all good. This is nothing. But what happened? Like, I remember you were upstairs. I was on my hands and knees because they had purchased these linens for $9.99, $10 online. And they were so proud of it too. And it was so bad. It was so bad. They were so bad. We, so typical linen steaming, which I know, Aja, you are in charge of this a lot of the time. How long would you say linens for, what do you think, like 250 people were there? How long do you think that would take? I will say when we do get the linens, they're pretty good, but I mean, at least three hours for 250. Okay, I love that number. We were steaming. But that's like we had three or four girls steaming. Yeah, we were steaming literally yes. for seven hours. Yeah. It's not more. Oh, yeah. It, I had rug burn on my knees. I didn't even monopolized the majority of the day because these linens were so crazy. Disgusting. They were, ugh, they were so bad. Uh, we have pictures. We're going to share. We have some good pictures, but that wasn't even the main issue. The, the main challenge was, I think you were upstairs and you're radioing me and you're like, can you come up here? And it's like the whole day they were like, your seamstress ruined our dress. And I'm like, what? Yeah. And honestly, I don't, I know that you talked to them. I'm not quite sure what was, wrong with the dress I think it may have been something with her hem or something like that. the pins were left in her hem okay that's what it was um and then also her mom last minute was like oh I need you to create a bustle on my dress too and so our poor seamstress which she's 
amazing. She's like the fairy godmother that everyone wishes. Yeah, she's like amazing. And she'll do anything. Uh, She made it happen. And these people were so ungrateful. But they were, they were odd. It's like they didn't voice their opinions about anything or their concerns about anything until the day of. Uh, And they didn't think that they needed help until the day of. And so it was just a little crazy. But the whole time they're like throwing her under the bus. Mm -hmm. We fixed it. It's no big deal. And then the whole day, it's like they allowed that to ruin it, which I didn't know what the circumstance was. And then, of course, we talked to our seamstress and then she tells us her side of the story about how they asked for this, this, this and this. And normally she would never do that because there just wasn't enough time. But because it was our client, she stayed up all night it work and I'm like you know what don't make exceptions for us please because then it comes back and when we're really trying to help it bites us in the ass and these it's interesting to me always when people you never really know what's most important to people until something happens and I know for myself and not to speak for Angela and Aja but I would say for both of them as well like the world goes on the day goes on and no matter how perfect other things may be if this one roadblock happens and these people, they just dwell on it and they just focus on it and it, it affects their whole day. And I just can't help but say bless their heart. And I feel for them for that. Like that really sucks to have your whole day ruined by such a kind of mediocre issue that was Fixed. resolved. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. It's like, bless your heart. Bless your heart. Get out of yourself. <laughs> Um, so this next circumstance, well, real quick, like, so we work at this one venue all the time. We love it. And, um, they have a great team and they're very passionate slash serious about the roles. And, um, we had one client, which it was a surprise where the groom had gotten her a little puppy and he's like, I just want to take a few pictures. And we were like, Oh my God. Yes. Like we just didn't think anything of it. And literally the dog was there for probably 10 minutes, right? It wasn't that long. And the security, the head of security comes over and he, I mean, he's just like all upset. He's like, Bada. and we had had dogs there before, but this dog didn't have a certificate. You better bet that if there was an ant in that venue, they uh-huh. would find it and ask it to <laughs> <of> itself. <laughs> That's how serious these people are. But it's good because if things get misplaced or someone steals something, which has happened before, let me tell you, they find the person. They are very good at their job. But the little point to that is like, even when it's like surprises come up and it's like, oh my God, that's so cute. Like you, you have to make sure you are communicating and you tell the right people who are in charge of watching the cameras. Right? Mm-hmm. So Amanda, tell us about the time at a, a special church that you were. <laughs> I love when these church things happen because usually I'm the only one who witnesses it. And then sometimes like whatever intern is attending with me. And actually, I, I think that it wasn't an intern this time. Oh, yeah, it was, um, can't say her name, it was Janelle. Janelle was with me. Oh, well, Janelle's like a 10, 10 year team member. Yes. So I just, I like that there was a experienced person with me this time. And, um, so it's great to have her there. Hi, Janelle. Uh, and I just, yeah, I love when these things happen. Um, and I'm not really totally sure what exactly happened with leading up to this, but basically this music vendor who, this woman who is so very passionate about her job and thinks that she's the bomb.com was all upset because the payment didn't get to her on time. I guess it had been mailed and she didn't receive it in time. And uh, we ended up actually stopping the check and um, all that because we were going to bring it to her physically at the event. And something had happened earlier in the day where the frames for the table numbers, a couple of them had broken and I needed to run out to get more. And I ran out and I came back and I dropped them off. When I came back, 
I think that you had the check and I did not get it from you. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. And so, um, it was a check from the mom who she had written it and just in the, the mix up of everything and having to unexpectedly go get the frames, I was kind of like, okay, here you go. Gotta go. And, uh, didn't <laughs> grab the check is basically what happened. And so at the venue, when this woman gets there, she is livid is probably the correct word. And she's screaming at me and just so angry. And she's like, well, we can't perform without payment. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to pay you like I have a company checkbook. I can just write you a check. And even though I said that she was so like upset and mad and angry and just like, I just don't understand. <laughs> like there's always a solution and people just get their pants in a lot, I guess is the way to say it. Like she was just, yeah, she was just so upset, which then the mom caught up, caught on and she, therefore was upset and she was a very like easy to like set off woman zero to a hundred and we talked about her five milliseconds in a previous podcast (laughs) but she runs weddings at her church and so I think she was a little like oh my gosh this lady's so unprofessional being a bit of a stage mom we didn't hire them like and if they would have been familiar with us like we always get our vendors paid like we would never not get our vendors paid yes and so this woman and then i love the post-event emails that people send uh because they're so long and they're so unnecessary it's like we don't get our feelings hurt like you don't have to apologize 15 times we get it it's fine life goes on but like her whole life story. I think I know what her kids' names are. Like it's just what they eat for breakfast. It's just crazy what people send us. And then we had a vendor going into that about emails who showed up at a wedding with the bride had ordered this photo booth on her own and she didn't communicate to us, which we ask now learning from this, that she didn't want props and they showed up when they showed up late. And then they brought all kinds of props and she saw them and the guy was like, well, no one told me that they didn't want props, and so I'm not taking them down. And so, oh my gosh! And then his email that he sent to the bride post event, and she forwarded it to us was so nasty. It was so awful. And like, how can you talk to your client like that? So instead of me, so I scan these long emails. I'm like, are there any question marks? <laughs> and if there's not, like, I just don't respond. Like, if there's no question mark. There's no, the event is over. You have severed your relationship with us. We will never probably never work with you again. However, these people needed a lesson in professionalism. They did. I just couldn't keep my mouth shut. So instead of responding, I made them a video mm-hmm. and they watched the video a lot and they forwarded the video because we have the analytics and I'm like, well, maybe they're forwarding it to all of their team members to teach them how to have a good customer service voice. I don't know. I was professional about it. They didn't appreciate it, but this is when you know that people are new companies or they haven't dealt with the public for a long time. And even though I'm, tr- I'm really just trying to help, like I really am just trying to share my experiences and helping. And some people don't always <laughs> appreciate it. Yeah. People aren't open to constructive criticism. No, and it's really, really, really sad. I just don't know how they're going to be around for a long time if they don't know how to take feedback and make themselves better because I feel like we're always asking for feedback, but that's all good. Um, Again, it's like another bless your heart moment. Like the long emails, like just save yourself. The next situation where... I kind of wanted to say bless my heart to myself was there was a brand new hotel with a great relationship with the person who was running it. And we had a, a, it was a very small conference for someone who did not know what they were doing. They did not take our lead on the market marketing side of selling pre-selling tickets and they wanted to do it in like three or four months and I basically was like I would never do that a lot of these things that we do I mean we do a logo we build a website we 
do some type of a marketing campaign through MailChimp or Infusionsoft or, I mean, basically she's setting up a whole new business. And the weekend that she wanted it, it was a very busy weekend. And she couldn't really sell a lot of tickets. So she did invest in professional video. So she was planning to sell the videos to make up for the conference because she didn't want to cancel it, obviously. And we asked, and again, this is going back to like follow your process, but bless your heart, she didn't listen. Um, she didn't want to do a final vendor meeting. She didn't want to do a rehearsal, you know, and I just kind of let it go. I'm like, it's a very small group. Should, shouldn't be a big deal. Well, it was a big deal. <laughs> what happened? It was an audio nightmare or just like a, uh, PSAV nightmare. Like bless their heart. Oh my God. Like, I don't even know where to begin. I think they came and saved us though. They did. They were amazing. They did a great job. Also our event, our video team who was documenting the whole event, they were amazing too. Um, helped us with some things that I, I have a certain level of like audio and uh, techie like know-how, but there's just some things that I don't know. And so it was interesting. And this was something that the, the venue, the hotel didn't know either is that when they installed all of their equipment, they hooked it up to the switches in a certain way that you couldn't, like if the screen for the projector came down, you couldn't also be piping in certain music and you couldn't adjust the volume. And if you adjusted it, the screen would go up and then the mics weren't working. And it was, it was a whole thing. And it was a split room. So like there's a switch for one side of the room, a switch for the other side of the room. If one switch was turned on and the other one wouldn't work. And it was, it was pretty much that, and there was really no way to fix it 100%, unfortunately, because no one on site knew how to work it. And we had a liaison who was assigned to us, but he was also assigned to everything else going on. So everything with catering and uh, that was a, a big part of it is that he wasn't, they really should have had an audio technician in the room to Dedicated. operate, yeah, to operate all of it. And that's something on their part that I think that they really learned that over those two days. Uh, and that same week we had a huge wedding to set up for. So on the second day I stayed there and we thought that we were going to be able to leave because they had it. Like she was confident in running her own conference and they had it. And so we thought that we were going to be able to leave to go ahead and help setting up this next four day long event. And Angela did go and I stayed and it, the, the audio and all the tech stuff, it was just a lot over those two days. And the client was very upset. And part of it too is because the video team was told that they would be able to patch into the sound and they weren't able to do that. And so because of that, and because the microphones weren't working for the first set of probably three speakers that she had, um, sharing things they weren't able to capture that audio and so she was wanting to make a like a, a video mm -hmm. of the event and she wasn't really able to do that fully because of those difficulties yeah it, well and the video team did come in early and you know we Which tried amazing, yeah yeah we really tried to backpedal and but then that turned into us meeting with the hotel multiple times and management and, and refunds. And then she got a little, I wouldn't, I don't, I don't want to say crazy, but like just unreasonable request. And truly I do feel like that one was just as disappointing, if not more disappointing for us. It was just, no one was aware of this, snafu in the audio equipment that was going to cause this. And there was really nothing that could be fixed short of like taking it apart and going into the wall and putting it back together. Right. I'm like, who in the hell would wire a place like this? Right. <laughs> like again, get a freaking and not consultant. Test it. Yeah. Get a freaking consultant. So again, you know, 
well, I wanted to be like, bless your heart. You didn't want to do a meeting. You didn't want to do rehearsal. Again, I will take the responsibility and say, we should have done it. So learn from our opportunities, no matter how small, test the audio and make all your speakers come in and make sure everything works the way that you want it to work. Because if we would have had a rehearsal, like we normally would have all of that stuff I don't know if we could have solved it, but we would have been aware of it. And we could have brought in equipment, which PSAV, who um, is at that hotel, they did bring us in different equipment eventually. It was just those first few uh, things that were happening during the conference that were not captured when they should have been. And so there were certain things to try to resolve it, but it was never perfect. Yeah. You just do do a dress rehearsal. So Aja, because you you handle the bands often. Were you there when Motsi was called to the stage? Mm, I'm gonna, oh wait, did he sing a song? <laughs> <laughs> is it not a person? Oh, Eleanor, just kidding now. <laughs> Does everyone know what Motsi is? I don't think that most people know what Motsi is, and. <laughs> This band certainly didn't, and I just can't help but laugh every time this story. Oh, my God, it's so funny. Do you want to tell it or do you want me to tell it? <laughs> well, I was in the back. Like, I was literally, like, in a little in a closet. closet. In the closet. In the closet, like, trying to work. And um, <laughs> and all of a sudden. I don't have to talk to you, and all of a sudden they hear Motsi, Motsi, please come to the stage. Motsi, will you come to the stage? And this is during like the speeches and the yes. toast and to give reference. And it's just quiet. It's just silent. Dead and then silence. she says it again. And all these people, this is at a Jewish wedding. And if you're if you're Jewish, you know you, what you're probably is. laughing at this point uh, because mm -hmm. all of these people in this room started laughing. And <laughs> and eventually someone came up because they caught on that like she didn't know what she was talking about. But Motsi is not a person. Motsi is a Jewish blessing that is said. Uh, um, <laughs> so, so she got off the stage and she walks through our little closet room to get back to their backstage area and she's like I'm so embarrassed I can't believe that no one told me and it's like well do your research that's like, right look it up but yeah that, that way it's and actually pretty funny you just have to laugh things off like that and the client thought that it was funny they were sweet girls yeah and I think she laughed so hard her eyelash fell off. And then she's oh like, do you have any eyelash glue? And I'm like, the one thing I don't have in my kit. You, you better be damn straight. We have eyelash glue there now. Be ready for eyelash repairs at all times. Right? Um, what should we wrap this up with? Like, just, you want to tell the cigar story? I love people. <laughs> That's all I can say. Uh, Bless their heart. It's very interesting how other people's brains work because I'm such a an organized and like I I feel like I need to have a certain handle on what's going on at least for my own sake. And so when people tell me that they're going to do something and then they don't do it, I'm just kind of like, you suck. Well, what were you thinking in your head when you said that you were going to do it and then you don't? And so we had this. <laughs> Cigar venue, <laughs> venue vendor. So <laughs> uh, we have this cigar vendor who I don't really think does events, but the dad of this bride really, really wanted, and it's actually really cute. He was going and constantly to talk with these cigar people just about the cigars and like what he wanted, and he just go for fun. And so he had made friends with these people, and so they came and they were going to do a cigar bar for us. And we asked them, do you need a table and a linen? And they said, oh, no, we have something. And we also have a pop-up tent that we're going to bring because we were setting them up on the back patio, which it was good that they brought the pop-up tent because I'm telling you, every time we do an event at this particular venue, it always rains. And so it was a good thing that they brought it. And where was their table? Nowhere to be found. Where was their linen? Nowhere to be found. So, of course, we <laughs> we found something and it was all fine but I'm just like okay we can't really rely on anyone so bless their heart yeah and I, I think we like took a food table or something and like moved it out there I don't the bottom line is like every single time 
these things come up, even though you plan your little buns yeah, off. No matter how prepared you are, there's always something. <laughs> but handle it with grace. And if you, if you have these incidences, like just think back to this podcast and just, you know, in your head, you're thinking one thing, but out loud, it's just like, bless your heart. And everyone's human and the world's not ending and it'll all be okay. That's right. That's right. Don't lose sleep over this at night, people. The more experience you gain in life and in this industry, the, the less you will take it to heart and put things into perspective. So hopefully some of these stories will help put things into perspective for you guys when you have these crazy little things come up. But I want to say thank you so much for listening today. Be sure to tune in next week so you don't miss any of the fun, juicy details because we're wrapping up our special series in a couple of weeks. And if you liked this series, let us know. We can definitely continue to share stories like this. And if you're interested in being on the podcast and sharing some of your stories with us, reach out to us on the homepage of our website, angelfrava.com. You can submit to be on the podcast. So be sure to do that and everybody have a great day. Bye. Bye. If you found this podcast helpful, please share it with your friends. And I'm so very grateful if you leave a review. Be sure you are a subscriber so you never, ever miss the juicy details of Business Unveiled. Also, be sure that you were part of my email list. And if you're not... Sign up today at AngelaProfit.com, where I share valuable resources and exclusive products with only my subscribers. Now, before I go, I want to ask you, if you have a story or a product to share with the creative industry, please let me know. To be considered as a guest on Business Unveiled, visit AngelaProfit.com and submit a podcast guest form. Until next time, remember to stay productive and profitable. You've been listening to Business Unveiled with Angela Profit. Join us next time as we share our experiences to help you be more productive and profitable in your creative business. For more great resources, visit AngelaProfit.com.